הרי מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דרנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני הפעה קדוש משבר עצמה. הוא יבחן רבנו הקדוש תדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן נוטג עם שמחה נענח נחמן 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 זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So today we have three conversations we need to do. Starting with Seif Shin Bet, conversation 302, speaking about, what do you call it? A few words that Rabbi Nathan heard from Rabbeinu as Rabbeinu was lying on his bed. We'll also discuss two conversations that speak about the main desire, which Rabbeinu speaks about, Tabat Niyuf, the immoral, the sexual desire. Um, we're going to speak about that and have a, two conversations, separate conversations about that topic. First, Seif Shin Bet. One time I stood before Rabbeinu. And he, Rabbeinu, may his memory be for a blessing. was lying on his bed. And these words flew out um, from Rabbeinu's holy mouth. These words... were almost nizreku, they were thrown out from Rabbeinu's mouth. Ve'amar, bezo al-ashon, Rabbeinu said it in this language. Der ikar is mi beten she'ol shibati. Meaning, the ikar, the essential thing is what? Mi beten she'ol shibati. From the belly of hell I cried out. We know Rabbeinu spoke about this in Nikot Moran, that the essence of tefillah should be as if you're praying, as if you're in the belly of hell, meaning that you should pray to Hashem Yitbarach as if you need the salvation and you're in the darkest place. That's the way you should pray, as if you feel Hashem Yitbarach, you need Him right now. And you should always pray in this, in this state of mind, that you need Hashem Yitbarach and that not everything is sorted in that. Even though the Yeshua might be complete for you, might have attained your Yeshua, nonetheless, you still want to be close to Hashem. There's always something to long for, to yearn for, as if you are still in the belly of hell and you need to get out. And that desperation, in a sense, to pray to Hashem Yitbach is what, is what really Hashem Yitbach wants to see. It's like, God doesn't want to see us suffer, but it's, He wants to see us long for Him. And Mibet and Shor Shibati is that thing. I screamed out from the belly of hell. I cried out from the belly of hell. That's what Yonah says in the belly of the whale. Or that's what Yonah did in the belly of the whale. With the big fish. And as it brought down Yonah chapter 2, verse 3. How Yonah um, um, was crying out from the belly of hell. And especially us, because we are mamashim, what we would call Sheol in Gainam, in this world, with all the suffering that exists here. As Rabbanu says, perhaps this world is maybe Gainam. There's much more depth than we think to that statement. But nonetheless, we should cry out to Hashem Yibach from the place in which we are in. For there's always troubles, there's always this and there's always that, there's always issues. Should cry out to Hashem Yitbach from that place and that always bring Hashem Yitbach within hell. That's how, that's the main thing, that Hashem Yitbach is even in the darkest place, even when things seem to be decreed and finished, sealed. It's never finished. There's no such thing as Yehush in the world as Rabbeinu teaches us. And Shum Yehush Ba'olam Ukral. There is no such thing as despair in the world at all. Meaning even in hell, even if they decree for you hell, even if you have to go there and you might never come out, whatever it is, you still cry out. Even if you're in the darkest place, no matter what, you still bring Hashem Yitbach there. That's the main thing. That no matter where you are, Hashem is there. Especially in Sheol, especially in the belly of hell. 
סעיף שין גימל, קונברסיישן 303. One who constantly suffers with or, or is constantly thinking about, pondering about lustful thoughts, he's a fool. Because even a simple man, a barabait, for example, a person who has a household, a person who perhaps has a wife, maybe kids, whatever it is. Nonetheless, any single person, any simple person, he too doesn't desire to be caught or trapped in this subject, meaning what? He, he, he too makes sure that he's not uh, looked at as disloyal. No person wants to be uh, looked at as a cheater in this fashion. Even if he has no fear of sin at all. Uh, it is certain that even if you might not be, even if you might not have yiratret, even if you might not even go as far to believe in Hashem, it is certain that you do not want to be caught with this shame because it is a tremendous embarrassment, a disgrace and a shame for a person to be caught with another woman if he's already married to someone else. <laughs> even a person who doesn't even believe in Hashem, the laws of the Torah, this, that, even basically, a person who might even be an atheist, that person still doesn't want to be caught in that lie because it's, it's something immoral deep down. He knows it. And if so, So Rabbeinu goes as far to say, if that's the case, if no one wants to be even caught or trapped in that, uh, in that situation, God forbid, because he knows it's a shameful thing. Why even put your mind into those lustful thoughts in the first place? Because you're troubling and you're pain, you're putting pain into your soul. Bechinam in vain. It's not bringing you anywhere. Not only is the act wrong in its first place, the thought isn't bringing you anywhere. So what's the point? You're just causing suffering to the neshama, of course. It's already been explained in Rabbanu's teachings that a person has the power, he has the willpower, he has the koach, the strength to incline his thought away in the direction he wants to go. You cannot think two thoughts at the same time. And aside from that, you have the ability to decide, direct your thoughts where they want to go. As Rabbanu has already explained many times. And this is something important for us to understand because so much of the time we've fallen into the trap or the mistake in thinking that our thoughts are already, we have no control over them. So much of the time we pray and immoral thoughts comes out of nowhere and this and that, that's fine. The immoral thought, immoral thought comes out of nowhere. There will come a point, God willing, when a person attains tremendous holiness where those immoral thoughts don't even come because your nature is already so holy. You already beat your natural desires and that um, that uh, that lust within you to the point where not even subconsciously you're going to even think of that. But even if that comes to you, you can easily direct your thought into another direction. Think about, Rabbeinu says, even if it's not in Torah, think about business, think about something else that, is le- that at least is not uh, something about uh, sexual immorality. A person has the ability to incline his thoughts in the direction he wants it to go. And we make the mistake in thinking that we have no free will over this, we have no control over this. 
For it's our thought. How can we even control our thought? Rabbeinu is saying, it's not the case actually at all. You can control your thought easily. Think about something else. You cannot think about two things at the same time. Occupy yourself with something else. So there are pieces of advice. The main thing Rabbeinu teaches us is to attain holiness. To pray, to pray, to pray. To study, to pray. Until you break this desire completely. When Hashem gives you the ability to break it. But you have to pray and beg Hashem to help you break this desire. To give you the strength to break it. Look in the books that have already been printed of Rabbeinu. In several places, I mean, that's right. There's many different lessons that discuss this. In volume 1 of Likut Moran, look at lesson 72. In volume 2 of Likut Moran, look at lesson 49, 50, and 51. There's many lessons that speak about the ability to control a person's thought. Um, it speaks about this in many different places. And this will be very sweet for you forever if you want to accept these words in truth. If, meaning, if you're searching for the truth, these words will be of effect to you. They'll, be, they'll give you a great advantage to serving Hashem. They'll help you. But a person has to yearn for them in truth and read them in truth and accept them in truth. And this is a, a huge thing. Rabban is teaching us the folly for this desire. So much of the time we fall into this desire without, it, it, it's in imagination, it's a fantasy, it's not real. That is exactly what it is, it is not real. We are engaging in something that is not immense, it's not real, and not only that, it's not bringing you anywhere. You know it's not making you happy, and it's something that's just dragging you down into depression. So, imagine what we're talking about here. Rabbanu says, a person who thinks lustful thoughts is a fool. Why? Because in Reality, he doesn't want to be caught with something else. He doesn't want to be disgraced with regard to the uh, uh, sins in this category of, uh, of uh, or in this area of sexual immorality. If a person were to be caught with another woman, even amongst the Goyim, they would see that as a huge disgrace and shame. So, if a person in reality doesn't want to be there, why put himself in his mind there? And uh, it's only causing suffering to the soul. For the soul realizes that, of course, the thought has tremendous core. And what you think, of course, has an effect, a huge effect on your soul. What you see has a huge effect on your soul. Right? We should protect our eyes and our thoughts from such evil things. As Rabbanu teaches us, the Ikar of Shmirat Abrit starts with the Mahshaba. That's where the Ikar is. The main essence of Shmirat Abrit is in the Mahshaba. When you're able to control the mind, the Sechel, uh, you've already conquered the Brit. That's exactly where it is. The seed stems from the mind, but everything starts in the mind. It's the machshava that counts. When your machshava is in the proper place, then everything else is in its proper place. That's why the tikkun akali, the tikkun akali goes all the way up to the machshava. As Rabbeinu teaches us, with the whiteness of the mind and um, all the ideas Rabbeinu mentions in Lesson Twenty Nine of Likutei Moran um, about that and how to safeguard that and um, um, all the implications of that knowledge, which is. The Machshavah, the mind. Seif Shin Dalet. Lesson, conversation 304. The last one for today. Again on the same subject. One time Rabbeinu ridiculed this desire, the Ta'avat Niyuf, the, the desire for lust or sexual immorality. And he said, We request Hashem Yitbach, we beg Hashem Yitbach about this every single day. And we say this every morning in the Berakot HaShachar. Do not bring me to test 
to a test, do not bring me to a disgrace. The Imam Bezor Hashan Rabbanu said, said it like this. Either it's a test or else it's a disgrace. Meaning what? Because if you will not withstand the test, if you will not overcome the test, it will become a disgrace for you. For we know, of course, this desire is not looked at in a good way anyways. It's not, it's, it's a foolish thing. So it will become a disgrace for you if you're not able to withstand it. And it's already been explained a little bit in several different places. Rabban already spoke about the disgust he had for this desire. Not to say that the mitvah, that he did not, of course, do it with the utmost krusha of being with his wife, fulfilling the mitvah, being fruitful, having children. This is the mitvah. The Rabban did that, of course, with the highest level of krusha. We're talking about here that the desire that we're talking about, the, the immorality behind it. Of course, the tzaddikim, when they... When they uh, in, uh, engage in marital relations it's at the highest degree of Ketusha to the point where they're not receiving any pleasure it's only for their wife aside from that they're doing awesome rectifications um, it, it's tremendous the Kavana how deep the Kavana is they're thinking thoughts of Torah it's, it's a different Madrega we're talking about here it's a, it's a Tikkun Abrit that is beyond our understanding we cannot even understand it that's what actually makes them Tzadikim as the Zohar says the main quality for a Tzadik is Mandenat Abrit one who conquers the covenant. Specifically, one who destroys his sexual desire to the point where he's just engaging in the act solely for the Kedushah, solely for the Mitzvah. That's the ultimate degree of selflessness. For Rabban, who says it actually pains the Tzaddik to do the act. So it's the ultimate, ultimate degree of Hashem Shemai. It's the ultimate act of doing something for the sake of Hashem, for it pains him to do it. Rabbanu was disgusted by the Ta'avah. Rabbanu said it's not a desire at all. <laughs> because Be'emet, if you think about it rationally, there is no logic to it. It is just, of course, we're not talking about the mitzvah here again. We're talking about the immorality behind it. There's nothing rational. It's complete fantasy. And therefore, it's not uh, a desire at all. For Rabbanu says, with one drop, he says, with one drop of chokhmah, as Rabbanu teaches us in Sikhotarat, with one drop of wisdom, you can destroy this desire entirely. Which means that anyone who still has this desire, of course, like all of us, we barely have a drop of wisdom. We don't even have a drop. We have a drop of a drop of a drop. Because if you had one drop, one tipa of chokhmah, it would be enough to completely render this desire for naught, for nothing. Afterwards, Rabbanu said, Rabbanu said, afterwards that there are people there are many people that because of their intense physicality their habit within this subject this this desire because they're so entrenched in it and ingrained within this desire trying to explain to them how gross it or how filthy it is is not effective to them because they're so in it you cannot even explain to them. So, to them, when someone's in the trash, you can't smell it. If he's been in there for so long, you cannot smell what it is like. So, Rabbeinu is saying, when you try to explain to someone who's a, when when a person who's already surpassed this, try to explain to someone who's who's uh, 
who's in the desires, but so entrenched in it, it's impossible to describe to him because he's so in it. On the contrary, says, actually, it's the opposite. Even if we try to speak to them in a way to remove them from this desire, whatever language you speak in, it's actually going to only increase their lustful thoughts. Because just speaking about it arouses that immorality within them. Therefore, this is why Rabbanu says, know where you stand. If you are there, then better, it's better, Rabbanu says, for the majority of people not to even think about the desire at all because just thinking about it, even if you want to think about it or speak about it in a different way, in a way that isn't necessarily impure, it might actually draw you down into that impurity because just thinking, speaking about it can bring you to think in all thoughts. <laughs> It's crazy. As already brought down in the Sefer Amidot, the book of attributes, Rabbeinu wrote. As if Rabbeinu writes over there, in the, uh, what do you call it? In the category when Rabbeinu discusses in that book, Sefer Amidot, um, the category of new for sexual immorality, uh, over there, uh, number 10. Do not enter into litigation with your tempter. <laughs> Meaning what? With a person who is trying to tempt you, trying to um, lure you in. What does that mean? Don't try to even enter or even entertain a conversation with the person who is tempting you. Meaning don't even speak about the subject in the first place. Meaning what? Now, now, we're not talking about when you're studying a Torah and the Torah is speaking about the thing and you're delving deeply into the Inyan to, when we're talking about to talking about sources and stuff like that, meaning you're studying the Torah for the sake of helping you destroy the desire. That's di- different. We're just talking about maybe talking about the desire in a neutral sense. Rabbi was saying do not even speak about it in a neutral sense because for the majority of people, because they're stuck in this desire, it's going to only increase the immoral thought. Rabbeinu says, do not enter into litigation with your tempter, meaning what? Um, don't even entertain a conversation with this thing, because it's just going to bring you down. Meaning, thinking about something for any length of time, even if you're trying to avoid it, even thinking about how, how to avoid that thing, strengthens one's desires and turns one's will towards it, essentially. That's how it finishes in Sefer uh, Amidot. That um, it only strengthens it. Even if you're trying to speak, thinking about how to avoid it or speaking about how to avoid it, it's actually just increasing your immoral thoughts. And that's because we're so ingrained in our, we're so inside, we're so stuck inside the desire. Like Hashem should rip us out from it. God willing to use our sechel to be able to overcome this fantasy and this temptation.